Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God, and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Fantastic. Well done, Sam. Thank you, Sandra, also. Um, Can we just, I'm just going to invite you to stand. We're going to just pray. Um, uh, because I think that it is, uh, well, it is important to pray, amen? We had an amazing um, prayer meeting, uh, prayer and worship night last Wednesday night, and uh, people did not want to leave. Uh, We were there for, uh, um, we started at, um, I think it was about 7 o'clock, and uh, and, uh, we kind of, came to and came up for air and it's suddenly 10 o'clock and and uh, the presence of God has just been so evident. So I just want to just stop and recognise uh, the presence of the Lord just for the moment. You'll sense something that at the end of the worship uh, there and during communion as well, that there was quite a quiet, if that makes sense, the best way to describe. There was quite a, a, a quiet sense of reverence and awe of the Spirit of God. Anybody else sense that? Amen. And so um, we know that the Bible says, be still and know. So there's like this quietness. And then there's there's times to lift up our voices. And then there's times of quiet reflection. But then there's times of warfare and pressing in. Right now, I just sense that there is a a, a time just to stop and recognise and be aware of the Holy Spirit and of the presence of the Lord. Um, We heard reports of uh, over in the States of a pastor walking in to their church auditorium on getting ready and preparing for a Sunday morning. And when he came in, there was a a cloud, a thick layer of cloud through the middle of the room. Such was the presence of God, like a glory cloud. I've actually got photos of it. Um, and, And, you know, one might say, well, we need to go over to that church. No, what we need to do is we need to invite the presence of God to be, to have his way here. Amen? Right? And so there's, the, there's this opportunity. So let's just turn our hearts and our eyes towards, towards the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. We just stop and we recognize you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just recognize everything that you're doing around the earth. Lord, we recognise what you're doing here in Melbourne. Lord, we also recognise what you're doing here in this place. You know, make a mistake if we really have to. Then, then what has to happen there is that is that we are learning, we are growing, and the muscle of who we are and our innermost being is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now we've been talking about 
responding to the presence of God, but we've also been talking about the fact that we have a spirit. The Bible says that God is spirit, right? And so that's what we're going to be talking about uh, this morning. But I want to present to you a problem that I know I face and I suspect you might face as well. You ready to talk about a problem? I'm going to talk about a problem. The problem is this, is that there has been many times that in my life that God feels distant or at the very least difficult to connect with. At times, I have experienced that. Have you experienced that as well? I've experienced that. And you see, the the crazy thing about it is that Jesus actually said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, he says, I am with you always, except when you go through the Macca's drive-thru. You make your own mistakes there, right? I mean, come on, is that the truth? No. Now, he's with us always, right? Except when you go to Bunnings and you buy that power tool that you really actually didn't need. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. What about, you know, what about in our, in our dark times, in our great times, in our mountaintop experiences? He said he would be with us always. So why is there a problem then that sometimes we feel distant? Sometimes he feels distant or sometimes it's so difficult to connect with God. Well, I hope today that we are going to be able to bring some light into that and discover something brand new. How many know that we are made in the image of God? He is three parts, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We are three parts. We are spirit, soul and body. We have to understand that Uh, The three parts of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit work in perfect harmony with each other. Therefore, God has actually designed us and purposed for us to work in perfect harmony for, for our three parts to work in perfect harmony also. Hello? So be in that space where uh, we are continually, um, uh, uh, our spirit is in tune and submitted to the Holy Spirit. Our soul is in tune to the, the desires of the spirit. And our body is this beautiful temple that the, that the word describes as a temple, an ark, if you like, a temple of the Holy Spirit, a place of worship and connection with God. And so I would propose to you that sometimes when God feels distant or difficult to connect with or difficult to connect to, that perhaps, maybe, maybe we're trying to connect with him in a different way than what we've designed to. I was actually talking with somebody a couple of weeks ago and, and, um, and uh, they uh, uh, had part of their testimony is that um, they uh, had had a history of uh, drug use, and uh, and it it was uh, it started to take control of their life. And um, this person had an incredible career, 
um, at a very, very young age, and uh, really the world as was their oyster, and, uh, and there was every opportunity that was being given to them. And at that point and at that moment, um, these, the, the drug and recreational drugs, what they call recreational drugs, I don't think any drug's recreational, right? I think you know, any drug is designed to chemically induce something within your body that really it, your spirit is designed for. And I've heard somebody say that really drugs is a backdoor into the spirit realm where it uh, disengages uh, your mind, disengages your soul and really opens you up to experience lots of, lots of different things that really um, God has not designed us to experience, right? And so, um, uh, and so uh, we are as a, as a being a whole being and yet we are a being that is designed in such a way that there is protective mechanisms on how we interact with the spirit realm and how we interact in the natural realm. Hello? So how many, if you had a splitting headache, you would feel pretty low for the day? Right? You'd reach for the ibuprofen or the Panadol or, or, or something like that just to bring some sort of relief so you can get through the day. Um, you know, the famous soldier run with cordial. You know, we all know the, the jingles and, and we all know what to grab for. Um, but the, the truth is this, is that often when our body is in pain, then, you know, then our soul feels it. We make decisions within our mind, we make decisions within our emotions, and we make decisions um, we, and we make decisions out of our will. And uh, I, was, I uh, loved what Eleanor was talking about last Wednesday night, in fact, at the, at the prayer and the worship night, uh, and she actually shared about how King David constantly said, "I will praise the Lord. My soul will." Praise the Lord. How many times that sometimes at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning or 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning or 6 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, sometimes you don't feel like praying or worshipping or lifting up your hands, or right? And it's because that there is the issue of the soul. Even Jesus said it in the Garden of Gethsemane when he asked and urged and invited the disciples to pray. Now, we're talking about disciples who had seen some of the most amazing miracles that, that there ever was, right? If there were people who were engaged in their faith, in the, even in the natural, even if it was just all flesh, they, then they'd be, yeah, they're right out the front of it. They're, you know, they're, they're already praying on a Sunday morning before the prayer meeting starts. They're already worshipping before church because yeah, I don't need coffee. They just, just need God. You know what I'm saying? They're those crazy people, right? Right? But then the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus needs them the most. He says, pray, and they're falling asleep. <laughs> Why were they falling asleep? Jesus said, the flesh is weak. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How many can relate to that? Right? And so we are designed to be in harmony just as God is in harmony. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are a whole being. Every part of us has a purpose. 
a role and a way that God can engage with every single part of who we are. Who has experienced a healing in the last 12 months? I have, yeah? A healing of where God has miraculously removed pain or built muscle or healed a joint or took away a headache or a migraine, right? That's an amazing part of where God has connected with our body and brought healing and restoration. How many have been healed in their emotions? When you think of an event that normally would upset you and now when you think of it, it doesn't upset you as much. Well, God's just like, he's like, remove the poison out of that. You see, God is so good. The Bible says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. What does it say? It says it's to separate between muscle and sinew and soul and spirit, right? Now, that's not just its purpose. What he's illustrating is that the word of God is perfect and beautiful at surgically cutting out what we don't need, replacing it with life and replacing it with things that are going to help us. We have had God heal bodies, mend broken parts of people's souls, renew people's spirits to life as they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord. We know that God is all-powerful, completely good and always at work around our life. But I want to ask you the question, why don't we experience the greater presence of God in our lives? Because, friends, there is more of God than what you have experienced currently. There is more. I would propose to you, and this is a general statement. That's my disclaimer. Is that cool? I would propose to you that we attempt to connect to God through our soul and our emotions rather than through our spirit. See, in that moment, it's like, I feel good, so therefore I'll lift my hands. As opposed to, soul, submit to the spirit, and I will worship in spirit and truth. We know that 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, says that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So if our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, we contain or we carry or we hold the Holy Spirit in our life. Hello? If that is the case, the Holy Spirit is pretty extraordinary, right? If we then carry the Holy Spirit, then we should also experience the truth of his spirit. If you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable in here at the moment, I hope it motivates you not from a place of condemnation, but into a place of conviction saying that I want more. I want more of God. Because let me tell you, there is more of God happening all over Australia.
all over the world. I'm appealing to your logic and your reasoning. I'm seeking to engage your mind in the thought that God wants to be closer than a brother. Did he say that? God is always with us. Did he say that? He's living inside us. Did he say that? Greater things that we will accomplish, even that of Jesus. Did he say that? So why does it seem so darn hard to see and experience these things? Open your Bibles to John chapter 4, verse 24. John chapter 4, verse 24 says this. God is spirit. We, we know that this is the, 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 the story of the woman at the well. And, uh, and the woman at the well encountered Jesus. She was a woman of Samaria. <laughs> she was a woman of some... Anyway, I'm not going to go there. Um, uh, she, she, she was a woman from Samaria who wouldn't normally talk to a Jew, uh, and a Jew wouldn't talk certainly to a, a woman, let alone uh, a woman of Samaria. And, um, and uh, Jesus opened her eyes to the fact that he is the Messiah, that he is the coming one. And then um, they were talking about worship and she was talking about the constructs, man's constructs of worship. She was talking about where it must happen, when it must happen, how it must happen and all of that. And yet Jesus said these words. He said, there is coming a time and now is that you'll neither you'll go up to this mountain or go down to that synagogue or go to that church or go to that place or go to this place of where you'll worship for God is Spirit and those that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Friends, there is a great awakening that is taking place in the earth today where people's spirits are being awakened into the things and the greater connection of God. I pray that you are hungry for it. I pray that, and I, I, I pleaded uh, weeks and weeks ago, that we would be hungry, that there would be a growing hunger within us. And it may not happen in the first 24 hours or in the first three months, but I pray that in 12 months from now, we will be a church that is found on her knees. We will be a church that when it says, when, we, when, when there's time to pray, that we lift up our voices. We will be a church that when it's time to worship, that our hands are lifted up high, that our voices are up high. Why? Because it's a reflection of how our spirit has been connected with the very power and the very essence of who God is. If I am overweight and I'm carrying a little bit extra at the moment, then what has to happen? I have to discipline my body. Paul says it exactly the same. He goes, exercise and discipline, my paraphrase, of the body benefits a little. But what he's inferring is saying spiritual exercise benefits so much more. What does spiritual exercise mean? What does it look like? It looks like prayer. It looks like worship. It looks like tithing and offering. It looks like fasting. It looks like believing. It looks like having faith. Having faith. Many of us have been walking with the Lord so long that we haven't got any faith left. 
because we've been so disappointed with that feeling of disconnection and disappointment with God. Let me tell you, He's doing something new. He's releasing something new today. It's not like when in Israel of 400 years of where God was absent and yet they still sacrificed bulls and goats and doves. They still worshipped in that way. But I tell you right now, what the Lord is doing right now, it's something new because I know that we are in the end days. There are so many signs around the earth, the earthquakes and wars and rumours of wars. And friends, hey, guess what? Get ready, He's coming. Let us not be like the foolish virgins that we use up and, and we let our oil run out. Let us be like the wise virgin that is there saying, Lord, fill me afresh, fill me afresh. I'm desperate for you that our actions actually say it, that our actions actually are. We are desperate for more of you. We are desperate for an outpouring of your spirit. Lord, let us be privileged to See, we even with our own eyes, a glory cloud that enters in through this place and through this house, that we would fall on our knees in front of the Lord. It looks like having faith. It looks like serving. It looks like fruits of the Spirit. Do you know what the fruits of the Spirit are? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. We've got to show love. We've got to sh sh walk in joy. How many know that it's hard to walk in joy? It's hard to walk in joy all the time. <laughs> Isn't it? I, I find it hard. I choose joy today. Sometimes... Look, I've been blessed with the ability to sort of discipline myself in relation to the fruits of the Spirit. Because I go, no, I choose joy because the opposite sucks. Come on, sucks the life out of you. I choose love. Why? Because fear is awful. I choose peace. Why? Because to be at war all the time and fighting and battling all the time, that's no fun. I won't shy away from a fight, I'll tell you. <laughs> Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Friends, too many of us Operate out of our soul. How you feel or what you make up in your mind or what you know. We wonder why we get discouraged or slip, in, slip into religion, religion thinking that it, is, that it is the answer. Superstition, putting on the right socks or putting on something in a different way or, or going to church this direction rather than that direction or whatever it might be. Friends, you are a walking, worshipping temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the one that God chose to fill with his presence, the vessel that he is choosing to pour out. He's chosen you. He's chosen you.
Just quickly open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Spirit and truth. Friends, at the end of today, I'm going to be praying and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And the prayer is going to be inviting your spirit to be enlarged. That your spirit is enlarged. And it's like the enlargement of the of the muscle of our heart, that we don't work for God because that's religion. We work with him and he chooses to walk with us. Not through condemnation, not through fear, but through love and a power. And what? A sound mind. So we can choose. Why do we want a sound mind? So that we can choose. Choose well. Just go from verse 16. We'll see here that Paul is addressing the Corinthian church as they were slipping into religious nonsense when they had experienced such great freedom in God. It was superstitions and behaviours rather than faith and belief in Jesus. Would it be fair to say that when we feel distant from God, or we feel difficult to connect with him, that our faith in Jesus is being brought into question. Paul actually says here that if Moses' face was covered because of the glory of God in the previous... And I think as Christians, sometimes we we can just rattle off, Lord, Lord, Lord. But he is your Lord. Back in medieval times, the Lord was used a lot. Why? Because there were people who had authority over you, who, who, who could help you live or help you not be living anymore. You see, there's, there's, this, there's this element of he is Lord Jesus. And Stephen in that moment said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Even Stephen in that moment understood, in that moment of death, Receive my spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we, must, that we may also be glorified with him. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So can the state of our spirit change? And remember, we're talking about barriers, where we resist the Holy Spirit, where we resist the presence of God. My, my, my prayer is that there would be no resistance in my life to the presence of God. But you know what the truth is? There always is. There always is. But what I want to be able to do is just continually be refreshed in the presence of God. That's why King David, you know, wrote the psalm, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right heart. 
That may have, that, that may have been after the, him being caught out in a, in a horrific sin, but the point is not. The, the point is not the sin. The point is his response to God. Renew a right spirit within me. God, help my spirit be renewed because there is this daily need, friends. There is this daily need that our spirit needs to be renewed. We need more of him each day. Because if we are truly in the last days, the Bible says that things are going to get pretty dark. But you know what? When darkness gets really, really dark, Light looks good. (laughs) Light shines. You don't have to be dark. Why? Because we're in that constant place of renewing. God, renew a right spirit, a right spirit. Renew my spirit, God, was the prayer of David. Okay, so God's spirit is perfect and unchanging. Man's spirit is influenced by sin, by struggles, by pain and by situations. Throughout the Scriptures, the spirits of people are described in different states, often because it is a constant battle with the flesh. We went out to a place called uh, the Full Pantry out on Marunda Highway, Croydon, and, and like they've got some really great stuff. It's like, it's like because it's called the Full Pantry and everything seems natural, everything seems healthy there. Even the freeze-dried milk chocolate strawberries. They're like I'm just having fruit, right? Fruit and beans. Cocoa beans. Oh, dairy comes from like it's all it's all good, right? It's all good. Right? Well, don't mention the sugar, but you know, it's like it's 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 awesome, right? I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, it would struggle with the flesh. And so, you know, we, we, you know, I walk in and I go, you know, you, you struggle with the bank balance because you pay for it, like, <laughs> at the counter. But, like, you know, you open those drawers and there's just piles of this goodness stuff and licorice and, and all of that. And, you know, the flesh wants those things, doesn't it? I'm in a constant battle. With my flesh. But you see, Mark chapter 14, verse 38 says, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Hey, we are already 50% of the battle won if we understand that. Is that, you know, often our flesh just needs to be, hey, stop it. that we step into that moment of where our spirit is being made alive. Paul encouraged believers in his letter to the Ephesians that a believer can have their spirit strengthened. It says this in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. It says, That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit, in other words, the breath of God, the Holy Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. How many have experienced times and moments of where you uh, don't sense the presence of God and you'd like to? Yeah? Okay. Me also, right? 
And so, and so but, but we go, yeah, but Jesus, you said that you'd be with us always. And so, you know, I'm talking about an internal conversation here. Jesus, you said that you'd be with us always. And so, therefore, I anticipate and I hope and I pray that you're just with me. Paul says here that through faith, we would be strengthened. Whose faith? Our faith. Our faith. Our faith. So many times we become disillusioned with God. We question God. We question His presence. We question what He's doing simply because it is our faith that is running dry. But don't worry, because Paul says that according to these riches of glory, that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through the work of the Holy Spirit, through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in Love. I want to assure you that when you are walking in love, as Christ defines love, the Spirit of God finds that so attractive. When you walk in that way, and you will be strengthened. You will be strengthened. That's why Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love one another. And he described it as how? As love one another, as I have loved you, Jesus said. Friends, love defines how we are to live. So, how do we overcome the barrier that our spirit, the spirit of man. I was, <clears throat> I've been reading the uh, diary of Frank Bartleman from the Azu, who was one of the founding fathers of the, the Azusa Street Revival. If you don't know what that is, the early 19th century, <clears throat> um, early, sorry, 1900s, um, Azusa Street in Los Angeles, America, there was a uh, small group of people that experienced such a powerful move of God that it is said today, it is said today that most uh, charismatic and Pentecostal churches were birthed as a result of what happened there, okay? And it was just an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. There's currently a, uh, um, a something significant and something quite profound going on at um, uh, uh, Asprey, um, Asprey in Kentucky, and uh, and but but the truth is this, you know, that's what's getting media attention at the moment, friends. There is revival happening all over the world, okay. But as yeah, you can praise God about that. Come on, like yeah, come on. <clears throat> but uh, but uh, Frank Bartleman is was was uh, was talking about in in his diary about the significance that often he noticed that when the Spirit of God started to move in people's lives, that um, people 
found it difficult to relinquish control over to the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that can be difficult, right? And as the Spirit breathes and as the Spirit moves upon uh, our lives, often there, there can be this place of, of, of I'm unsure, Holy Spirit, what you want me to do or, or I'm unsure where you want me to go or I'm unsure what you're doing in this moment and in this place. And sometimes I think because we're a little unsure, because we might be a little bit uncomfortable, that we, res- we create that resistance and say, no, that's, that's far enough. But friends, I believe that, you know, God doesn't want us just to dip our toe in the water. It might start with that. But I truly believe that the, the toe dipped in the water turns into the ankle, turns into the knee, turns into the hip, turns into the Lord, have it all. Take it all, Lord. Because Jesus said, taste and see that the Lord is good. And for some of us, we, it comes in that, that decision, that decision that we just read before, that through faith, Sometimes we just need to have that moment and that place of, I believe in what you want to do in me, Holy Spirit. Help me never, ever create resistance. Help me lean in on you more so. Four quick points of how we reduce our resistance in our spirit. Number one, meditate on the Word. Number two, we practice the Word. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 22, be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, be careful for, noth- be careful for nothing, but in everything... So in other words, care for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Number three, give the Word of God first place in your life. You want to know how to stop resisting the Holy Spirit? Allow the Word of God first place in your life. It's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning. It's the first thing you go to when you experience trouble. It's the first thing you do when you experience greatness. And what I'm saying is it's not just, oh, the first, okay, oh, look, you know, I won Tatsloto, let's open the Bible. I avoided a car accident, let's open the Word. What I'm saying is the Word, the Word is is also Jesus, right? And when we experience a breakthrough, we can say, thank you, Jesus. It's our first response. Thank you, Jesus. And even if we hear somebody else's testimony, there's this place of thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Give the Word first place. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and 22 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. 
Let them not depart from your eyes, looking at the Word of God. Keep them, my words, in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all flesh. And the fourth thing is this. This is the hardest. Are you ready? Instantly obey what the Holy Spirit says. Is that a big ask? Instantly obey. Because you know how many times do you think, oh, I think the Holy Spirit's telling me this. Nah. Nah, I don't think that's about right. Hello? Are you awake? Instantly obey. And you know what? God's okay if you get it wrong. He's okay with that. He's pretty big. He's been doing this a long time now. And you are in a safe environment. So you ready? Number one, meditate on the Word of God. Number two, practice it. Don't be hearers, but doers. Number three, give the Word first place. And number four, instantly obey the voice of the Spirit. Instantly obey Him. Can we stand? We're going to pray and we're going to press in. I want to invite you right now that, you know, amongst everything, we are asking the Lord for a move of His Spirit. Hello? We need a move of God in this city. And there are many places that He is breathing on. And this, I believe, is one of them. And I believe that as people, if we humble ourselves and we come into this place of God, I don't want any resistance in me. I don't want my body to resist. I don't want any error of my soul or my heart to resist. And I want my spirit to be one with you, Jesus. Friends, that is a beautiful, that is a powerful place to be. Sometimes we experience a, a spiritual buffeting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've had a tough week this week. It's been a really tough week. And it's like, and it's like everything that I've been speaking of, it, physically tough, emotionally tough, spiritually tough. This has been a really tough week. But I believe today there is breakthrough. But I believe today, as we come together and we say, yes, Jesus, take all of me, Jesus, every single part, help me walk with you. This is why Jesus said that He must go so that the Holy Spirit, the Helper, can come and indwell in us, making our spirit come alive. That our spirit man would outweigh our soul and our soul would outweigh our body. That Romans 8 comes alive and it says, live by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. So let's pray. Father,
thank you that you sent Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus, to die upon the cross, to remove all resistance and barriers, that we are forgiven when we come to you for forgiveness, Lord. Your Word says that you are faithful to forgive. So in this moment, in this holy moment, Lord, would you create a clean heart? Would you renew your spirit, renew our spirit, Lord, within us, Lord, that we would be made alive, that Holy Spirit, you would breathe upon us empowering us to walk in love, empowering us to walk in power. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and His presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your Saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.